On this week's episode of Five Guys Flicking Around, Chief Brody's widow believes that her family is deliberately being targeted by another shark in search of revenge. That's the IMDb synopsis of seven-time Razzie Award-nominated film and Jeff Fahey-certified 0% recipient on Rotten Tomatoes of Jaws the Revenge. Guys, let's talk about Michael Caine. I mean, Jaws the Revenge. Look what I have created! I have made fire! I have made fire! I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. Keep the talent happy. She just killed a helicopter with a car. He's out of bullets. All right, boys, prepare to be dazzled. Break yourself, fool! Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? It's important that we we get together on this thing. If you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing. I could just glue it. Sandbagging son of a bitch. Y'all ready to bust fast? Lick a license. A lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. I am an FBI agent. You look like a blueberry. I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. Do you know who I am? You that silly ass reporter from the Channel 5 News. I'm Mo Green. What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go, I'm bored, let's go. I've been up with since 5.45 with explosive diarrhea, and then I chose not to go back to bed. Having explosive diarrhea and then going back to bed is always a gamble anyways. <laughs> sure. But sure. best to just nap on the toilet. <laughs> Welcome back to Five Guys Flicking Around. A fun part of this episode is we are joined by Devin Zanger. My sister. You need to do the introduction. What do you mean? It's your sister. Oh, no, I just wanted to say, Devin, we're happy to have you on. You've been wanting to do this a long time, and I can't wait to see your take. Are you stoked to be here? Absolutely. Great. Well, we're happy to have you, Devin. Um, uh, dude, really quick, Devin, just do your best impression of uh, Kevin Sorbo. I also love the Five Guys Flicking Around podcast, and uh, like you, I just can't wait for the Knock Around Guys episode. So please do that one soon, because I want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, good, Devin. That pretty was good. Really pretty good. spot on. That was better than I thought it was going to yeah, be. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> happy to have you along, Devin. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe we'll see you during uh, categories, possibly. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I I can't see the future that far ahead. No, you know, I'm no, no uh, I'm no uh, Nicholas Cage in next. If you could have seen that far into the future, you wouldn't have married Devin. Oh, <laughs> it's funny because he's his sister. She's his sister. <laughs> What? <laughs> I am I am somebody's sister, yeah. Well, why don't we, you know, start off with first impressions. Uh, we're talking about Jaws 4 today, The Revenge. I don't think we even mentioned that yet. <laughs> no, no, we no. didn't. Uh, we're talking about Jaws 4, The Revenge. The best Jaws, by far, as critics have never said. It's in, arguable. In the spirit of, uh, you know, just being nice. Devin, I guess we'll start with you. Uh, first impression on Jaws, did you like it? have to say one of the most boring movies i have <laughs> ever seen uh yeah. and the fact that it took place during christmas just angered me every time i heard a christmas song in the background i was just more angry that we were watching this in july yeah i'm not allowed to watch uh, christmas movies during non-christmas time i will say mom was watching bob's burgers 
yesterday or the day before and she was like oh but it's a christmas episode so i'm gonna turn it off so mm. i just there is precedent for that in our house well and also you're slowly turning into mom so <laughs> i mean it's more of a rapid yeah uh, transformation Devin, you are uh, handling with a lot of grace Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those of you who are listening our mother's name is grace so yeah. not all of our mothers no. just kyle and Devin. <laughs> yeah and brandon's mother-in-law brandon do you call her mom yet or are you like grace or what's your no i like uh no it's all grace it's all grace <laughs> always okay. I have enough trouble like calling my dad dad to his face. <laughs> On that note, why don't we move over to Brandon? First impression. Sure. Rewatching it, it's a steam pile of shit. It's uh, probably the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. And uh, like nothing, no- plot wise, nothing happens in it. It's a stupid ass like soap opera for the first 30 minutes. The climax of the movie is sad. The shark like barely <laughs> kills anybody. Um, the shark attack scenes give me a headache. Um, but other than, that, other than that, I loved it. Um, yeah, my first impression. Um, <laughs> it, uh, this was the worst movie we've ever done. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, like, it's just a movie. <laughs> and, um, and I, like, I really look forward to it. I, I knew going into it how bad it was on, on, the, on the premise because Kyle kind of, you know, warned me about it because he had seen it. But uh, I I'd had affinity for sharks my whole life. I uh, I have two scars on my knees that I like to tell people are shark bites and two different sharks. No, no, my uh, brave brave eight year old that went back in the water and got I burned. Had, no, I had two. So as a kid, I had two uh, two stories for my shark bites stories. <laughs> One was that my legs were like pinned together and then the shark bit both my legs at the same crunch and the other one that mike is very fond of is that i went camping one year and a shark bit my leg and then i went back the next year and it bit my other leg (laughs) camping when you say mike are you talking about magic mike mike from maine yeah oh okay so speaking of that Devin, you've had some thoughts about uh you know magic mike's main sure um would you like to share those right now uh i I really haven't fleshed this idea out, but it stinks. Jesus, Devin. Damn. No, I mean, I get it. I just think, you know, the times and, you know, people are getting called out. And I can honestly say the Magic Mike segment is my least favorite part of the pod. Come on. He's a contributing guest. That's harsh. Uh, I wouldn't expect anything uh, less from the 5GFA uh, podcast in terms of how it treats uh, its token women that come on that. But the other thing this made me think of, which this is a very sad story, is oh, God. Uh, when I was like six or seven or eight, is in that range. So like young, uh, we were at SeaWorld and we went to like a bookstore gift shop kind of place. And I saw a book on the wall about sharks that I had owned already. And I saw a dad come over and look at this book of sharks. And I told this dad, this is a good book. And I was very young. I was six or seven or eight. Mm -hmm. Told him, like, this is a good book. And he didn't acknowledge me. And he turned and walked away. And I told my parents, I was like, I told him this is a good book. It was my first book recommendation, I'm pretty sure. I want to tell you right now, it's not your fault. Yeah, no. (laughs) No, Aaron, it's not your fault. I I don't think it's my fault. It's not your fault. It's not. I know. I, I it's not your fault. 
Why do you keep saying that? It's not your fault. Why do you keep saying that? It's not your fault, Aaron. What do you want to say? He's a, he's a cigarette ass. <laughs> the shark bit my leg. <laughs> One of these days, I just want to show up to this podcast, and I want to I want to show up to the podcast, knock on the door, and then one day you guys won't be there. It's just going to be me recording the podcast by myself. You want to say these are cigarette scars? I have a similar story that it's like a moment that I'll always remember. And it's when we, me and my dad and my brother were doing like a Southwest uh, road trip. And we went to Utah or like one of these places. And we were just like climbing on these rocks. And this old octogenarian couple is like, hey, you kids aren't supposed to be on those rocks. And we get down and he's like, see that sign? And it said like, do not climb on rocks. And we were like, oh yeah, sorry, we didn't see it. And he's like, too stupid to read, huh? It was just like, Jesus Christ, I am 10 years old. What is wrong with you? Pollard just called me. I'm going to put him on speakerphone. All right, Pollard's calling in. Ryan P., what do you got for us, buddy? Hey, hey. Hey, hey. you're on speakerphone with the five guys flicking around podcast. How you doing, doing, buddy? Are you guys guys recording right now? Yeah, we're doing Jaws the Revenge. Listen, 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 listen. It's been a while since I've been on the podcast. And I just want you to know that the, co- the podcast has been complete shit since I've been gone. It's been horrible. What's been your least favorite episode? Look, you guys are just... What was, what was the deal with Matthew Willard? He's our favorite actor. I mean, how do you... You don't want to not celebrate the guy? I mean, come on, it's his month. I mean, without a paddle, it's just... Like, you know, without a direction, as far as the podcast is concerned... What about Summer Catch? That's what happened. Hey, what about Summer one. Catch? Summer Catch was not a catch. <laughs> let me just say, let me just put it in that in that way. Did you like Thirteen yeah. Ghosts at least? Thirteen Ghosts was as as unlucky as they come <laughs> in terms of podcasts. Oh man, I mean, look, look. Here's the deal. I know what you guys are trying to do, and we want to keep this thing alive. I can't express how grateful I am to. To have you guys want to keep the podcast alive despite my my absence, you know that's where I feel. That's where I feel we're at right now is this overwhelming desire to. I know it sucks, but we got to keep it going. And and so I do appreciate what you guys are doing and bringing to the table. So thanks, buddy. Yeah, I look forward to seeing you in a jacuzzi tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Pollard, uh, we didn't yeah. get your take on um, she's all that. Yeah, you know what? I haven't listened to that one yet. I'm going to be completely honest. So maybe you'll like I haven't it. Listened to it. So maybe that one was great. <laughs> there we go. Maybe maybe that one was all that. But um, I just got, let me let me just let you guys finish. I know recording can go late, so I just thought I'd leave you with something real Paul, quick. we are so. running on the most efficient schedule right now. Uh <laughs> We are right where you want to be time-wise. Pollard, Pollard, for real. Peeling it back just a little bit. Um, what are What's the record time at? 1.15. We're at an hour and 15 minutes, and we're st- I haven't done my first impression. Sick. So sick. You know what? I take back everything I said. Sounds like, like you guys are doing great. We're trying our best. Uh, lastly, what would you think of Trouble with the Curve? Um, Trouble with the Curve was probably, uh, it was mediocre at best. <laughs> Pollard, it's like, it's, uh, it's, it's 
fulfilling to know that you listened to the episodes because after listening to Con Air, we were unsure if you had listened to any of them. No, yeah. So I, I spent a lot of time listening to Con Air. Um, that, one, that one was just masterful in its editing. Um, and so if that doesn't get a 2020 flicky, I don't know what's going down. However, I have listened to all of I'm, I'm a little behind. I, I, I haven't finished She's All That. And uh, I love flicking around with you guys. I miss you guys. So, you know, I thought I'd call in and see if you, if you happen to be recording. We love you too, man. We can't wait to get back. End of Fours uh, of July, we're going to have you on Hunger Games or Rocky or hopefully both. I can't wait to see your melons boiled tomorrow. <laughs> yes, I can't wait to see you guys tomorrow. And I can't wait to get back on the pod in a couple of weeks. I'll leave you guys with one more thing um, before I go and then I'll let you get back, okay? All right. I can't wait to do my first impression. Hurry, though. This is a tight ship run. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess I really feel yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess I'm fucking yeah. That was beautiful. That was well done. Yeah, so thank you guys. Keep flicking around. Keep doing a bad job. And then when I get back, we'll turn this ship around, okay? Keep flick, flicking forever. <laughs> Five guys flicking forever. I like the sound of that. <laughs> All right, get to it. <laughs> All right, later, man. Bye. Oh, God. Okay, so new. we've been talking about, like, what hell is. Uh, another thing to add to that is doing a movie, a podcast for a movie that you hated, and uh, you don't get around to giving, like, your first impression. Uh, or... And you're just stuck talking about the movie forever. More than that, it's like every week we have to redo Jaws 4. Yes. <laughs> and, like, an find issue. different... There's an audio <laughs> issue, and we have to keep doing it. It's just like, ah, oh, that one was kind of good, but like, what do we? What should we do next week? Jaws four again? I guess we have to. <laughs> well, yeah, and Kyle's, uh, Kyle's kind of pinpointed the, the uh, during quarantine. Like, obviously, it's just been like more of a stressful thing doing the podcast, but like, we've also done the absolute worst movies we've no, ever done during this true. stretch. Like, it's been no fun doing these movies for yeah. like three months. The delineation, yeah, though, is Matthew Lillard month. Like, absolutely. right before that, it's Con Air, which we did that one a yeah. long time ago. And then it was Blind Fury, Tommy Boy, Striking Distance, Parent Trap. I know what you did last summer. Like, we were on like more popular mainstream yeah. movies at that point. Yeah. And then Matthew Lillard came around. We did five weeks of his movies. And uh, <laughs> now we're hopping into June C. Riley and Fourth of July. And I guess when you do a themed month and on a gimmick, that's where it kind of falls apart. Yeah, well, we, you got to pick a good gimmick. And uh, we've definitely scared away any audience that we previously had. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. On that note, Kyle, first impressions on Jaws the Revenge. Roger Ebert said, it's not simply a bad movie, but also a stupid and incompetent one. And uh, I think that sums up my feelings.
Perfect. All right, let's jump into Ryan P's memorial plot rundown. Ryan, how do you feel about this plot rundown? It's been horrible. I'm sad to hear that Ryan doesn't like the podcast anymore, but uh, who can blame him when we're doing Jaws for the Revenge? Yeah, no. This movie is uh, pretty tedious, but anytime a movie starts with a POV scene, you have my interest. Uh, we get a POV of the shark cruising at night with the classic Jaws music, another good sign. The credits say, and Michael Caine as Hoagie, and you know this shit's gonna rule. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, it made me hungry. So we meet Roy Scheider's hey, son. What's up, sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> what? Because of Hoagie? Yeah, because okay. of Hoagie. Yeah, okay. That's what I was saying, um, it made me hungry. It yeah. also reminded me of Hoagie Bar Michaels, where I would go see bands sometimes in Irvine. Yeah, Ryan Pollard used to be in a band called Bum Rush, and they used to play there. Pollard used to beg people to buy tickets to those shows because what would happen is Hoagie Bar Michaels would say, yeah, you can play, but you need to sell 100 tickets. Yep. And then they would only sell, like, 40, and they'd be out, like, $500 to buy the other 60. Ugh. Yeah, but anyway, I went, I supported you, and uh, I regret it now that I know your feelings about the podcast. So Sean Brody, he's taken in his father's shoe steps, and he's Sean a deputy of Amityville. <laughs> Okay. We can all agree on that. <laughs> I guess. When Sean first came on screen, like we it started with him being the main character, right? And I was like, if this is the main character of the movie, like I can't watch the whole thing. Like this guy sucks so much. And then it was like I don't understand why everyone I don't understand how he landed Tiffany. Like it doesn't seem like this guy could get a fiance, let alone an attractive one. And then it was like I don't understand why everyone's so nice to this guy. And it was like, oh, he's a mama's boy. Like, I bet the brother's a doofus. And like, li like later we find out the d the brother's just a stud muffin. Right. It's like, why did this brother get so much like goofy treatment? Like, this guy sucks. Dude, Sean is in the movie for like maybe three minutes. I, I can't believe you no. disliked him this I much. I thought he was the main character. <laughs> and then I was like, I hope this guy dies. I was like, I hope this guy isn't well, the main character, and then he did. It's a Jaws like, movie, yes. so yeah, you're gonna you're gonna probably see someone get eaten yeah. early, and it's him. Um, they said that the first Jaws movie was so good and effective because they didn't show the shark for like the first two thirds of the movie. Right. This yeah. one spends eight and a half minutes building up tension before they show you the whole shark jumping on the boat and eating Sean. The editing is so bad <laughs> that we don't know what the fuck happened. So Sean's brother Michael comes to town. He lives in yeah, the Bahamas, but he's coming to visit mom because mom's they all torn come up. To town. <laughs> so really quick, really quick. Uh -huh. Yeah. This uh, I just gotta say the guy that plays Michael Brody, so Sean's mm -hmm. brother, uh, is the guy that's in this uh, like sci-fi movie from the '80s called The Last Starfighter. Yeah. And it's like one of my favorite cheesy '80s sci-fi movies. You guys have right. to see it. One of the best uh, uh, directed to TV Stephen <laughs> King adaptations. No, it's seriously really seen. good. It's like uh, it's basically when the Star Wars craze was going on in like the early '80s, mm -hmm. uh, and everybody was trying to do a sci-fi movie. He stars as like this guy who lives in a trailer park and is really good at this video game. And the video game, it turns out, is just a recruitment tool by these aliens to figure out like if you have what it takes to be on their like starfighter crew and then he gets abducted by aliens tight yeah so lorraine uh sean and michael's lorraine! mother <laughs> she comes to identify the body 
And they did um, it by the bottom. <laughs> well, no, you keep doing yeah, it. Cool. <laughs> uh, so Lorraine comes to identify the body of Sean. Sean's secretary at the police station. Yep, she's crying no, I, in the background. Yep. And it's like, he was definitely fucking her, right? Absolutely. So Michael, he comes to see Lorraine. Uh, Michael is Sean's brother. He's a marine biologist in the Bahamas. Lorraine says she doesn't ever want him going back out on the water because... I want you to give up that terrible job. Come on, Mom, you can't be serious. Damn right I'm serious. I'm just getting started. We just got our first grant last... I don't want you anywhere near the water. Mom, you're upset. Come on, just... Come on, sit down, will you? We'll get dinner. I don't it's want right. anyone in my family anywhere near the water. Never again. Never. Hey, come on. You can't believe that voodoo. Sharks don't commit murder. They don't pick out a person. It picked and out it... Sean. It killed your father. Dad died from a heart attack. He died from fear. The fear of it killed him. Mom, 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 Mom. <laughs> that had to hurt, right? <laughs> Like, so, after you die, yeah. your wife is, like, slandering you, saying you were so afraid of a shark that you already fucking killed and exploded all over the Atlantic Ocean in the twice, first movie twice. that you died from it. But, like, if you had to face off against two, like, great white sharks, yeah, I don't know. Like, what are the chances you'd ever see a third? It's, like, it's already rare. But Lorraine isn't even, like, this must be the son, uh, the son of the shark. You son of a shark. And it's like, we already watched it explode. I'm what are you talking baby. about? I'm a sh baby shark. Do, 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 do. I'm a shark baby. Do, 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 do. I'm a shark baby. Do, 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 do. <laughs> um, uh, we're, we're hip. See? Baby shark. Do, 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 baby shark. Mommy shark. Do, 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 do. Who wants to die first? Who wants to see the other die first? Or like, what's the uh, discussion there? What do you mean? Who's dying in this? Well, I mean, you're both, you're both going to live a long life being attached as brother-in-law. I'm pretty and... sure I'm dying first. <laughs> Abstractly on the deaths, who would prefer to eulogize the other? Like Abstractly? Who would like me or Brandon? But like me or Brandon? Yeah. It's just would... the two of us dying. You're saying, would I rather eulogize Kyle or would Kyle rather eulogize me? Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's keep moving in the movie. I got a lot of notes Why? here. Why? Is there more to come? <laughs> so they have the funeral for Michael's brother, Sean. No one really gives a shit. I uh, a little bit. This is the <laughs> After... other thing that I hate about the movie is like the first, first of all, it's like insanely short and they like cram it full of crap. Um, but also the first like 25 minutes are just so sad. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just people crying. Yeah. So, moving along, Michael tells Lorraine she should come to the Bahamas with them because great whites don't like warm water and they've never been there before. Lorraine says she can't go. Michael says, come on. And then mom goes. Why don't you come down to the island with us? I, I can't do that. Come on, come on, mom. No, Get out no. of this cold. No. Time with the yes! <laughs> Want to know what I think? I think it's a wonderful idea. Yes! Come on, Ma, at least consider it. I mean, you should get away. You shouldn't be alone now. Yes! Hooray! <laughs> Yay! Did you, uh, you might have known this or looked into it, but it said, like, it was the the guy that did the movie said, like, it was the fastest movie they've ever yeah. done. Yeah. The other one movies the... were, like, two years of production. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's a shark movie, yeah. and, like, you can't film with a shark. That's already yeah. hard. But yeah, it says Michael Guzman, known for his TV work, that's already a demerit, uh, wrote the script in five weeks. That's a demerit. However, the final shooting script had not been completed when filming began. 
So it's like they gave a yeah. TV dude five weeks to write the script, and they were like, "Ah, this isn't good enough. Let's film anyway." <laughs> and they uh, so, they had Michael Caine on set to shoot for seven days. Oh, seven days. Seven eh? days for Michael Caine. I'm I'm available for seven days, and that's it. <laughs> so moving on from Jaws: The Revenge, this is the fourth installment for Fours of July. Thank God. Uh, what are we moving on to? So they get on the plane. That's where we meet Michael Caine, Who? a.k.a. Hoagie. Oh, Mike, Michael Caine. First time's the best for everything. After that, you know too much and nothing's ever quite the same. What makes the plane go up and down? Oh, that's easy. You go like this and the houses get bigger. <laughs> then you go like this and the houses get smaller. <laughs> you want to go for a ride? He's a bit at a weird age in this film, if I must say so When I was in Burma, I saw a bandit (laughs) with a ruby the size of a tangerine. I'm not quite at that. That was so fucking good. You were practicing that all day. I know I was. Devin's pissed. She's like, why don't you spend more time with our son? His accent is a little bit of an Australian accent. It goes a little high, but it slows you down a little bit to this. Right, but in the movies, in the movies, he's just kind of like throwing all everything out in front of his teeth. It's much slower in the movies. It's a little bit drawn down, especially this one. It's a little bit higher, where he's a bit more of a thing. Instead of hiring Michael Caine, they should have done Raymond. Hey, enough (laughs) of that, will you? Oh, God. Jaws the Revenge. This is going to be a long episode. (laughs) We never do long episodes. No, of course not. No, but like the final runtime might be like two and a half hours on this. That's okay. I don't have anything for categories. None of us have anything for categories. (laughs) All right. So Michael Caine's the pilot, a.k.a. Hoagie, a.k.a. the voices you just heard. And uh, they land in the Bahamas. Taxi driver. (laughs) Pilot. Huck. All right, I'm just going to skip that part. Let's keep going. Keep going. Uh, we then meet James, a.k.a. Buff Lenny Kravitz, and he's Michael's marine biology partner. They're working to get their Ph.D. by studying conches, and there's a lot of conch talk in this movie, and I'm not I'm not mad about no, it. No, I liked it's it. It's fun. I liked it. It's no, it fun. good to have a, a small, shelled uh, <laughs> representative in this uh, podcast. Uh, absolutely. What do you think? So what two words make up conch? If you had to say what I have two words that I think you push them together, you get conch. Ooh. But I'm wrong. Crustacean shell. I think cool haunch. Cool haunch. That's it. That's way better than mine. Mine makes no sense. I had couch and honk. <laughs> and it's like it sounds good. This is, but it this is doesn't a, work. An appropriate time in the Honestly, podcast to address Kyle's dyslexia. That's funny. <laughs> Wait, you're you're dressing Siles to dyslexia? <laughs> I don't read no good. Honestly, the I'm just a humble pilot. I don't read. That's right. You've never been great at reading. That's why the turn, the trick, <laughs> and the prestige. Every magic trick has three parts or acts. I wish I could do the Michael Caine voice. I can't. But do something about Batman. Uh. Oh, Master Wine. Yeah, there it is. Thanks. <laughs> Brandon, I've talked to uh I've talked to Kyle about it. Like the uh doing voices, like there's a there's a thing that you have to it and like it makes sense that you know music because it's like it's a mimic thing. You're able to hear
like the beginning of that is like doing it with like pitches, right? With like music where it's like, oh, mimic this pitch with your voice, mimic this pitch with your voice. And then you get into like the subtleties of it. Look, I'm going to be honest, guys. This isn't going to make the final cut. Let's sure. move forward. All right. You're right. All right. Thank you. I don't I'm... get to talk to Brandon that much. <laughs> this is my only time to talk to Brandon. You can pick it up tomorrow. Brandon, let's schedule a weekly call. I'm down. I'm down. Talk about our voices and the music crossover. I really like oh. doing this one. I enjoy talking to you, too. So uh, the next scene, I guess, that we're going to, have you guys noticed in this movie, they do it a bunch, in movies where, like, you come to a brand new scene and they're halfway through the story. It yeah, happened... where they pick up with, like, the pinpoint part of the conversation. It yeah. happened so much in this movie. Lorraine, when I they're doing... A, I'm not a sandwich, but that's my name in this film. No, no, no. So Michael Caine's character does a lot, but Lorraine right. does it first do at the Christmas scene or where they're unwrapping presents. Sure, sure, sure. And the scene opens with her saying, and then right. he wrote Dirty Road... <laughs> Fuck. Dirty Road! <laughs> Here's Sting! One of my favorite versions of this is Anyway, so moving along from Jaws for the Revenge. Um, We're not on John Ford the Revenge. <laughs> John, John Ford the Revenge. <laughs> oh, anyway, so we finally see the shark again. He actually attacks the boat that Michael and this other dude are on. Um, Michael Caine, right? No, Michael the son. No, no, not Michael Caine. <laughs> but anyway, we finally see the shark. He's made his way all, all the way to the Bahamas from New England. Uh, we go to the beach. Lorraine's making a sandcastle with Thea, her granddaughter, a.k.a. Michael's daughter. What happened to Thea? And, and Lorraine tells Thea, she says, You know what? Let's pretend this is... Buckingham Palace, and you will be Princess Dodd, and we'll have a parade with horses. So, Brandon, A, that had to hurt. Watching right. this scene being like, Princess Die, that's not the best comparison for a little kid. B, do you know Thea's backstory in real life? And no. Do you know Princess Die's backstory? <laughs> well, I every, know Princess Die's backstory. Everyone knows know... Princess Die's. Not everyone knows Judith Barcy's Spoiler, backstory. she died. Judith Barcy? Yes. So okay. the actress who played Thea, this is incredibly sad. Don't laugh. Uh, the <laughs> actress who played Thea, uh, a.k.a. the granddaughter, she was the voice of Ducky in The Land Before Time. Oh, I like that. Yeah, well, it gets worse. Oh, she was no. also the voice in We're Back. Um, the dinosaur movie, if you remember she that. She exclusively did dinosaur movies. Dinosaur yeah, movies and pretty shark much, movies. Pretty much. Anything, That's every kid's dream. Anything prehistoric, she was she was the go-to. But sadly, um, her father was a bit of an alcoholic and abusive to the I point that uh, he murdered her mom and her and then committed suicide stop and that's a true story oh how, my god how old was theo when this happened? what year was probably this? like 10 or less okay so she knew what was going on that makes it better this was not oh how you said gosh. we were gonna play this <laughs> we we're gonna play it super somber and cut the silence 
Okay, do it again. Yeah, here it is. The tragic <laughs> true life story of Jaws the Revenge. All right, Brandon, the Brandon. Kyle's going to do this all over no, again, not. and no, we're going to be not. sad. No, Brandon, lay out for this. All right, go for it. Go for it. Why don't you pretend like you brought it up, Brandon, and we'll play shocked. You have the um, Wikipedia. I don't have the Wikipedia. So, okay, so you guys know, so the actress's name that plays Thea Brody, um, I just looked this up. Her name is Judith Barcy. Interesting. Go on. So, Judy! <laughs> when child actor Judith Barcy's life was cut tragically short, her crayon drawings were discovered posthumously, and well, she was full of brilliant ideas. That's why we here at 5GFA have unearthed those lost papers and stolen one of the ideas to take and peddle to those of you with shitty eyesight and a love of the Persian language. Introducing Judas Farsi, the only pair of spectacles that gives you the ability to see at a distance letters written in exclusively Farsi. So what are you waiting for? Order a pair today, because you can't see what tomorrow has in store, but you can see what we have in store today at 5GFAPod.com. Judas Farsi's. Moving along, Jaws for the Revenge. Um, it's Jaws for the Revenge. Hoagie is just coming to shore, guys. That's right, I'm just coming to shore. <laughs> Shut up. I can't get through this. Uh, Lorraine tells Hoagie that she's convinced the shark is uh, following them and she murdered his son. So Michael Caine, a.k.a. Hoagie, he takes Lorraine to a local festival called Junkanoo, which sounded like junk canoe and reminded me of Jana's trash canoes that uh, she puts on the lawn. Still for sale. Uh, Brandon, I'm interested to hear your take on this. Go for it. Well, at the Junkanoo Festival, the shark attacks Michael's boat at sea, and far away, Lorraine is worried at that same moment and then yes. shrugs it off. So are they implying that she's telepathic? Yes, exactly. She has okay. a psychic connection with the shark, and that's how the shark is able to follow them to the Bahamas from New York. Perfect. Okay, great. I'm glad we're on the same page there. Yeah, the good um, news is, luckily, the shark travels just as fast as a plane, and it's able to get there <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, so this no. shark is going, you know... Two, three hundred miles an hour. Yeah, it's great. No, as they all do. Yeah, um, so we cut to nighttime, and this is another one of those scenes I was talking about where they enter it's the conversation midway. And um, Michael Caine is letting Lorraine out of the car in That's the rain. Right. Get out of here. <laughs> if we're going to keep doing it this way, we need to get you on a different one so I can cut you out when I need to. I'll or shut otherwise, up. this is. I will shut no, up I want now. you to keep doing it because I'd like to work them in. I'm just saying me and you are on the same shared track. So I can't separate us. That's right. We're on the same shared track. Fuck. God damn it. We might be able to do it pretty quickly. It's all right. Are you sure? Because I can can just get my computer and then... You're going to be editing it, so I don't care. No, but I'm not going to be able to make it coherent. I'm going to have to cut out the whole plot if, like, you're talking in between. Yeah. I'm just saying, wait for a silence to do those, and you can do it. But if you're talking while I'm trying to move the plot along, I can't edit it. My whole thing with jokes is like I'm just fucking funny. Okay. And then I just All like right. it's let's keep hard going. Let's keep going. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so we cut to nighttime and we get another one of those halfway conversation scenes. That's Michael Caine. Conversation. <laughs> I can't I can't focus because then I'm listening yeah, to you trying to like Kyle's getting visibly frustrated, so No, I can tell. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard, man. I don't give a shit about this movie, but I tried to do the plot. <laughs> Right. Fuck. Oh, stop. 
Uh, two hours and two minutes. Start from the beginning. We'll do it all. We again. haven't even gotten to the casino scene. The We're not casino. even at the casino. Seth, the I'm your father. Casino. Racco! <laughs> okay, so Michael Caine is getting out in the rain. He's opening the door for Lorraine. Can I, can I stop there? Yeah, pause it. Let's keep... Brandon, I had a we had a good Ferrotech uh, boiler room exchange on the driller shot today. I'll be back. I believe that. Um, <laughs> let me pull it up. Kyle's gonna have a heater because he's frustrated, and I feel responsible for that. But, yeah, as well you should. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's hard, man. It's, it's Michael Caine. No, and I don't want to talk about this movie either. So I get it. I I hated this movie so much. And, like, I don't have that much for categories. No, I don't either. Like, okay. I just wrote down Street Sharks. That was it. Okay, I'm going to... I'm going to send you a, a picture right now. I'm going to go pee really quick as well. Yeah. So what am I looking at here? All right, so you saw the picture? <laughs> the new Capital Partners. How does this trickle up to Hillary Clinton and her lying fucking emails and shit? You know that her, Epstein, the whole liberal elite, they were fucking. Dude, did you see the Epstein chick got fired? Or <laughs> fired and arrested? Oh, I think she's, she's into a little bit more than just being fired. Yeah, that was a uh, comment. Kyle sent me that at like 7 this morning. That's about this guy who like comes, he realizes the conspiracy of like Hollywood being Satan worshippers and like every, everything in the media being part of the liberal agenda. I don't understand the like negativity towards like a Satan worshiper. It just means they don't agree with what you agree with. They struck a deal. Yeah, that's what it is. Oh, transition here. Speaking of transition, Kyle's back and he's transitioning. Back to Jaws for the revenge. So the next scene, they go to the casino for a birthday party. Casino. (laughs) And uh, Hoagie, uh, he he goes all in with five stacks of chips. He rolls snake eyes and uh, loses it all. How did that make you feel, Brandon? Not great, but his his like comeback line was great. She's like, "Oh, I guess that's bad." And he goes, "Depends on your point of view." <laughs> and it's yeah. like, "Well, you just lost all your money." So yeah, the next scene we see Michael and his wife arguing about garbage, and um, it's like, "Why are we going to this wife who we don't give a shit about? Why are we spending time on this relationship?" But then they fuck with the doors open, and it makes everything payoff and you're just like yeah I, mean, I get it now i'm glad yeah I no no that. pappas is bad bite we never get to see them fuck yeah and pappas and is good bite the, and she's wearing like the welding gear and i yeah. wanted to see that oh my god yeah yeah pappas is good bite we never see them close the doors which she asks him to do so yeah and then we find out the kid is there <laughs> yeah watching 
the whole time, which is interesting. Yeah. And she says, it. you told me it was rude to interrupt. Mm-hmm. So. So again, like they go home, Shark comes back, you know, you kind of just repeat this. Uh, Michael Caine tells Lorraine on shore, uh, I'll let you do this line, Aaron. I'm going to tell you the line. I have an irresistible urge to kiss you. I have an irresistible urge to kiss you. No, do it again. You kind of went in in the middle and then out. Yeah, you got to do the <laughs> urge, urge. Yeah. I'll have an irresistible urge to kiss you. Perfect. That's good. Right. That's and then, good. Uh, Seriously, do. <laughs> Michael Caine and Lorraine, they I'm, make out. I'm robust right now. <laughs> it's very it's very thick. I'm, I'm percolating down low. <laughs> so this is a good place to check it's in. the trick, the percolation. Uh, so this is a good point to check in. At this point in the movie, there's 30 minutes left, and the plot so far is Sean was eaten, Mom is sad, Mom flies to Bahamas to be with son Michael and his family, she kisses Michael Caine, and the shark is swimming around nearby. That's the whole movie, an hour in. Yeah. There's nothing. There's I was nothing absolutely here. <laughs> shocked that it was like, I, I had the same reaction where it's like, there's only 30 minutes left of this movie? <laughs> yes. Yep. It felt absolutely. like it's the longest movie and the shortest movie ever. Mm-hmm. When I put when I press play. When I put that, like, put, put that. <laughs> yeah. No, well done. When I press play, I was like, now we're 30, fucking breezy. Like, yeah. I'll get through this. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Still a slog. Yeah. Uh, so the next scene, uh, Jake is on the boat with Michael again. And over the intercom, he goes, dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 Jake, knock it off. Dun, dun. All right, just don't try to renege on idea. So this is a world in which the movie Jaws exists. Yes, exactly. Bow, 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 bow. The criminal justice system. I don't get it. <laughs> it. I don't get what kind of like reality bending they're it doing It doesn't make here. any sense that this character would know the Jaws theme song. It's oh, weird. God. It's weird, but whatever. No, I don't. Don't whatever. It, no, I it, hate it. It, tears a hole, it tears a hole in the universe. Right. So he's aware of the Jaws franchise. Exactly. Which the family is being portrayed in. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and we see, and the diegetic music is aware. Like, yeah. uh, anyway, so Michael's still doing nerd shit. He's tagging conches in a mini submarine, and the shark attacks him. Michael swims away because this shark is slow and stupid. And um, this is an interesting thing. I thought I read on the Wikipedia page. One of the Universal press releases for Jaws the Revenge refers to Jaws the Revenge as the third film of the remarkable Jaws trilogy. The underwater chase scene between Mike and the shark in Jaws the Revenge was lifted from an early screenplay draft of Jaws 3D. What the hell are they talking about? <laughs> They're basically saying that Jaws 3D doesn't exist in this universe. The trilogy is one, two, the revenge, but also this nothing scene where yeah. the shark comes and then he swims away. That was from the screenplay in the third one. Just, How did they ever yes. pull that and then put it in this one? <laughs> nothing happens in this scene. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with these? That people? was from the director. It's insane. It's so stupid. Um, so the next scene, this is towards the climax. Michael's wife is an artist. She has an unveiling of her new sculpture in front of the town at the beach. What? Yeah. What the fuck? No, <laughs> Why are we doing this? Fair, Why are we doing fair, this? The whole movie, it <laughs> no, to be fair, it's the Bahamas, so everywhere is the beach. There's 20 minutes left, and we're at her art sculpture unveiling. What? 
This character we have spent zero time with. She got fucked in the garage. That's it. No, uh, the, he has the uh, he has the line, the one scene where he's like, "I always dreamed of fucking a welder mm-hmm. <laughs> since yep, I was yep. a little boy." So, yeah, exactly. Aaron, I wrote in my quotes. I said, "I've always wanted to make love to an angry welder," and I put Aaron's favorite quote of the yes. movie. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> as soon as I heard it, like I was just like, "That's Aaron's favorite quote of the movie." So. We got quotes out early for you, Aaron, but yes. I knew you brought it up. I wouldn't have brought it I up. I have another quote that I love, but like that one. I there. was only going to bring it up if you didn't say it during quotes, <laughs> but like that was the most Aaron quote I've ever heard. I've always wanted to make love to an angry welder. I've always wanted to make love to an angry welder. I've dreamed of nothing else since I was a small boy. You and have a type. Up, especially as a little boy. <laughs> since I was a little boy. No, I know. Like, I know. Yeah. He says like since I was six years old or something. Yeah. So God damn! That means that means if you watch the original Jaws and you see that kid, just know that like at that age in 1975, he wanted to make love to an angry welder. Um, so I'm gonna summarize this a little quickly. But Thea, she goes on a banana boat at the art sculpture unveiling by the beach, and uh, a shark eats an unsuspecting person on the boat, mm-hmm. like someone unrelated to this revenge vendetta that the shark has. She's just yes. eating a random person now, and it's yes, the revenge, the revenge <laughs> vendetta that now has claimed a total of two people. That's what I was gonna the say. Entire movie. There's 15 minutes left, and this is the first person since the opening that has been eaten. Ugh. So Lorraine hasn't been aware that there's been a great white this whole time that Michael's been trying to track and fuck in between fucking conches, and uh, she He's takes trying to fuck the shark. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you didn't pick that up when they're like, oh, this is man. for science. And like, we'd be the first people to ever do it. Like, that's what he's alluding no, to. That, that makes sense. Yeah. And it parallels. It very much parallels Lorraine and Michael Caine's story, too. That, oh, yeah. So some good correlations there. He's a great white. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Lorraine steals Michael's boat. And goes out to sea with no plan at all, no weapons. She's just like, yeah. I've never been out at sea, but I'm stealing a boat and I'm going. So Michael, Pl- <laughs> Michael Plane, <laughs> Michael Plane, <laughs> oh Michael Plane, uh, Michael, <laughs> I'm a, I fancy myself a bit of a pilot. <laughs> I can fly. That's right. The trick to turning the aviator. Sometimes the easy thing and the right thing are not the same thing to do. <laughs> The weatherman. Underrated. Yeah, That's a good one. Well. Sometimes you got to make the right choice. <laughs> the right sacrifice. Do a going uh, going in style quote. What does he say in that one? I don't know. I'm old. We're going, we're going in style. We're going to die soon, so why don't we go ahead and go right now? That's probably a quote. I'm not even joking. Yeah. Um, so, there you go. so Michael Caine, he crashes the plane into the ocean. I don't actually need a Caine. <laughs> uh, it's just my last name. Michael Caine says he'll buy time to let Jake and Michael swim to the boat, to which Jake says... He looks like an old (laughs) Q-tip. Okay. (laughs) That's not what he said, but I agree. Uh, If you're talking about Jake or Michael Caine or Michael, they all look like an old (laughs) Q-tip. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> um, but Jake's the dirtiest. It's a fluffy time in cinema. <laughs> um, so Michael Caine is like, I'm going to give you time to swim to the boat. And then Jake says, hey, Get out of here. I'll keep it busy. No, it's going to come to the plane. It's attracted to the electromagnetic impulse of the metal on it. Get the bloody hell out of here. The shark's going to come for the plane. It's attracted to electromagnetic impulse of the metal on it. Sure. 
Sure, that's something they never discussed. <laughs> we'll let it go. Sure. Uh, so the shark attacks the plane. Hoagie goes under with it. Um, Lorraine has seen the shark. She knew was hunting her family. Take another man she loved as Michael Caine perishes. And her son comes up to hug her. He sees how distraught she is. And we get this incredible bit of dialogue. Why, why did you take the boat? It kept Did coming. you realize what you were doing? I had to do it. There was nothing else to do. Mom, you shouldn't have done it. I tried to tell you. God damn it. It's a great, it's a great exchange of just like, wow, you guys don't have a good script, but also you're terrible actors. Like there's yep. a way to sell this where it doesn't sound so cardboardy and like shitty. Nope, they can't do it. It's so bad. Nobody has any idea why any of the characters do anything in this movie. The only one that has like a proper motivation is Michael Caine because he wants to fuck Lorraine. Mm -hmm. And speaking of Michael Caine, Hoagie from the beginning of the movie climbs back from on the, the boat. The <laughs> he climbs back on the boat and in classic Michael Caine says, the breath on that thing. <laughs> he, <laughs> he makes a light joke about the shark having bad breath after almost eating him. <laughs> Something smells a bit fishy over here. I think the key to Michael Caine is, is a little bit, it's more New Zealandish, but you tighten it up to a more subdued New Zealandish. Here, let's give you something to get you a little bit more riled up. There, you got no, you got no strength, you got no energy. It's down there, but doesn't hit the the, the real down side. I think of you that. need it's a little tighter than that. But I think you need to hang on the words a second longer. Right, that's what it's I'm saying. It's the thing where you do it all in the front teeth, you know. Do you, Michael Caine? Okay, I say Michael Caine used to talk like this in the 1960s, right? But that has changed, and I say that over the years, Michael's voice has come down several octaves. Let me finish. Okay. The, I've not fucking finished in the back of the voice, and the voice okay. now. The voice. Because you're panicking. I've, you know, because you look stop. like you're about to bloody talk. Let me finish. Right, so, Michael Caine's voice now in the Batman movies. I can't go fast because Michael Caine talks very slowly. Right, this is how Michael Caine speaks. Michael Caine speaks to his nose like that. He gets very, very specific. It's very like that. When he gets loudly, it gets very loud indeed. It gets very specific. It's not quite nasal enough the way you're doing it, all right? You're not doing it the way he speaks. You're not doing it with the kind of... And you don't do the broken voice when he gets very emotional. When he gets very emotional indeed. She was only 16 years old. She was only 60. You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. That's Michael Caine. So we'll cut this next part, but I did want to bring this up because it was really cool watching the movie, doing research for this movie and finding this out. So Hoagie, a.k.a. Michael Caine, he says, what's that sound? And Jake says, it's the heart's shark beat. Hearts? The shark's heartbeat. I heart's wrote that backwards. Beat. Yeah. The heart's Jake says, beat. it's the shark's heartbeat. Shark's heartbeat. Shark but I wrote heartbeat. heart's shark heart's beat. Shark beat. Anyway, you're botching it. It's um, heart shark beat. So the heartbeat seemed fast heart to me. Shark beat. And uh, I looked it up because I was like, that's 50 beats per minute. Like I did the like dun dun hey, dun dun, dun you, whatever, you, 50 yeah. beats per minute. Yeah. I was like, that you seems fast. Like so I looked it up. Savvy in the mineralogy. Well, I looked up Man. what it would be. We're going to cut all this, but I just want to tell you guys. No, that's fine. So uh, I looked up what it would be for a great <laughs> white. Do you guys have a, a guess of what a shark's resting heart rate is? Yeah. And so the bigger the animal is, the the lower the heart that's rate. That's why is. I thought it was too fast because it's like right. fifty in this movie. So I'm gonna no, that probably sounds about right. I'd go like forty five or fifty. I'd go around twenty. Sharks are or great white sharks are ten. 
Yeah. No way. But they only discovered this in Nova Scotia in 2018. So, like, at the time of this movie, they had no idea what a great mm. white shark, like, heart rate mm. is, which is kind of interesting because in the movie, they're trying to learn more about great right. whites. So, yeah. like, like as I was doing research, I was like, ah, this is kind of fucking that is, cool. That's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we'll, I like we'll the cut idea it. of the shark beat. <laughs> yeah, we'll cut that. But, um... Anyway, so don't, don't cut that. That's yeah, no, 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 no. We're, it's, like, it's, it's out of here. This isn't a podcast to learn. Please don't cut that. So Jake, he says he takes a transmitter out of a radio and hooks it to a strobe light, which they then feed to the shark and use an antenna on another strobe as a slave unit to shock the shark. All right. I don't like the use of that word. <laughs> well, I, I wanna, it wasn't going to be in my quotes, but the beginning of the movie when Sean says like. She's a real slave master. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. like, it's like, he says it so playfully. That was part of my, like, ah, this guy sucks. We'll see what your other quote is. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I have another quote. Yeah, no, like, I know you do. There's a good one. There's good. a good one. Yeah. I know there's one good one. Yeah. Um, so, it's probably not the right one. Yeah. So moving on in, in particular, Jaws in 4, movie. The Revenge. <laughs> Um, the shark eats the thing that they made, whatever it is, and uh, Lenny Kravitz gets eaten, which is fun. Uh, Lorraine, and this is the point where the this is the point where the shark like jumps out of the water and starts roaring like a lion. Yeah, All no, the sound life. effects are insane. Like literally, where they used, have you been? They used like stock line, like the MGM sound or something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Again. Yeah, fuck Lenny Kravitz. Yeah, no, I mean we can't use it now. <laughs> I just said it. <laughs> no, the stuff before. You were singing the whole time. You can, can put it all in. Well, no, we won't. I It'll be confusing. It. I, I, I brought it down here when I say. Yeah, but you got closer. It was super yeah, loud. I'm going to bring it down here. Though. All right, moving on, moving on, moving on. We're at the moving end. We're at the end. On. We're at the end. Uh, all of my life. Where have you been? God damn it. Yeah. So, Brandon. Yes, keep going. So, Lorraine has a flashback to when Sean was eaten by the shark, and she also sees Brody from the original Jaw shoot the shark, both events of which she wasn't present for. So, she's not only... Telepathy. She's not only... Telepathy. No, she's not only telepathic, but she can see the past like our boy matthew lillard right in 13 right she can see into other people's lives and other people's consciousness this is true so part of ghost law states that she goes back and sees something that she's not supposed to Mm -hmm. uh like a murder or something like that Mm -hmm. she's actually not allowed to use that in court and that's from your own ghost law that's from everything that i've made up yes okay good good to know so uh basically after this uh you know michael zaps a shark you think it's gonna explode but lorraine drives the front of the boat into the shark and then it does explode like the building in die hard for some reason (laughs) um it's it's such an insane death it's so stupid it's like i don't get it no because like the thing that they put inside the shark wasn't a bomb no no but and and the the shark like gets punctured uh and blows up like a balloon yeah like it just got it gets impaled and yet like it explodes like the shark in the first movie did it's insane 
And then Lorraine and Michael Caine, a.k.a. Hoagie, they French kiss on the water for a long time and he feels up her breast. The end. Yeah, yeah that's my favorite scene. The breast one. What are we at? 234. Jesus Christ. Let's, let's take five only to yeah. do categories yeah, and come five. back. I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not writing down anything for these categories, so. The Banning Children's Community Center and Performing Arts After School Program presents Jaws the Pretend, a play about magical sharks written and directed by me and my friends Cody and Derek. Watch as a magical shark terrorizes a local community pool. These sharks are invisible and come from space. They also have the power to lift heavy weights and they know Kung Fu. That's Kung Fu. Um, and, and know Kung Fu. Yeah. The only ones who can defeat these magical sharks are a cool nine-year-old boy with a backwards hat and his friends who aren't as cool as him, but they know a lot about connects and pogs. They also collect baseball cards together and somehow that defeats the sharks my dad says it's a really good play he also thinks my friend cody is gay and thinks i shouldn't hang out with him anymore wait uh, if you'd what? like to purchase tickets to jaws the pretend go to 5gfapod.com backslash little kid stuff and stay tuned for next month when the banning children's community center and performing arts after school program will be performing the three-man play Kyle and Aaron versus Lenny Kravitz. My dad said the ending to that play was a huge surprise. Thank you. Bimpsoned out, dude. Yeah, yeah, I'm freaking bimpsoned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's, uh, when Brandon joins, let's, let's treat yeah. him like a wacky radio show. He said he's going to be there in two. Yeah, so let's try. Hey, what's your name? The uh, uh. <laughs> Colonel Sausage <laughs> and the Fart Magnet. Yeah, you're the Fart Magnet. Fart. What's my name? I'm Fart Magnet. Fart Magnet. You just said yours. You're Colonel something. Colonel. Uh, Colonel Sausage. <laughs> yeah, you're Colonel Sausage. I'm the Fart Magnet. Had to hide. Hey. Hey, Brandon, uh, from Irvine, California. You're on the air with uh, Dog Fart and the Dick Fart. So what do you got for us, buddy? Can I hear the classic Jewish anthem, Walking in Memphis? I remember asking you a goddamn thing. Walking from Memphis, our favorite fucking song from Mark McGrath, Sugar Ray Frame. Here you go. Here's Sugar fucking Ray. Put on my blue suede shoes and I boarded the plane. Touched down in the land of the Delta Blue. In the middle of the pouring rain W.C. Handy Won't you look down over me Yeah, I got a first class ticket But I'm as blue as a boy can be Then I'm walking in He's so hearty! Wow, 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 he's very nice He said Sugar Ray Frame You fucking donkey! <laughs> That's great. Contribute. I love that. <laughs> well, I mean, bring some of the noise. Yeah, bring the funk, bring the noise. We want the funk. Get about the 
Hey, here I'm gonna throw this to my partner. He's the fucking music connoisseur. The music connoisseur. Kyle, Kyle, fucking the dick stain, dude. What you got, dude? <laughs> you just Michael Rappaport. <laughs> you piece of shit, Brandon, for picking that fucking song. Are you kidding me? Dick stain, Donald. <laughs> Listen. We were gonna play some better from Ezra, but Brandon from fucking Parasmus, New Jersey. Chimed in with this fucking gem. Here we go, Brandon. Here's your better from Ezra. Enjoy this shit. I'm just too sure. Or maybe I'm just too frightened by the sound of it. Pieces of note fall down, but the letter said, categories yeah no i thought kyle i thought i'll bring a little more heat let's jump into categories that's the song so we don't need to insert the uh what, what song? Version. What are you doing? I don't know. Okay. Chomster's <laughs> like, Paradise? I don't know that song. <laughs> Been spending most of my life swimming <laughs> in a Chomster's Paradise. Wow, Chomster's Paradise. Oh, we know what Chomster's Paradise is. Not sleeping, that's for sure. <laughs> what? What episode did I say Riley was Who's that, babe? That was She's All That. <laughs> okay, okay. Made the air. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know. I don't know what Kyle's aired for me and not for you, and what Viverse. Yeah, Viverse. <laughs> I take a little Viverse right before I need to, you know? Let's swim into the best scene I saw. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Brandon, what was the best scene you saw? I Who literally, gives a fuck, though? I literally wrote down nothing for this, because there was no best scene. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Kyle, best scene you saw? Uh, all the Christmas stuff. I loved oh, it. Yeah. You, anytime you get a shark with a Santa hat, sign ho, me up. Ho, 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 motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, Aaron, best scene you saw? <laughs> the, the best scene I saw was at the shark attack at the end, when the, the girl on the beach said, like, well, somebody should do something. <laughs> it was just the most like, let me announce that there's something going on. Like, also let me announce like I'm not gonna participate in solving this problem. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a like. No, I get it. That's what you say when you walk away from like a car accident. You're like, it, oh, it that's horrible. Me. Somebody should do something about that. I'm gonna go home now. Just being like, someone should help someone. Like, that's not that's not productive. No. Kevin, what was the best scene you saw? Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with the credits. What about the Christmas stuff? You kind of like that. I literally hated it. It made me really angry to think about a movie set at the beach, like 
again we're watching this in july when you heard when you heard them sing oh holy night did it remind you of joel <laughs> um oh, holy night that's great yeah if it makes you feel better devin we're watching the movie in july but jaws the revenge came out in july also <laughs> 1987 yeah i Set mean that Christmas. makes sense <laughs> I mean, the, if you think about it, they're really ahead of the curve. ABC Family for many, many years did Christmas in July. Ah. Starting with Jaws the Revenge. <laughs> yeah. I would say none of our listeners know what you're talking about, but I like it well, no, anyway. it's weird that they didn't do Christmas in June because June is half Christmas on the 25th, and they could have done a build-up to half Christmas. We've <laughs> talked a lot about this, but the worst part about coronavirus is that Cinco de Mayo, Fourth of July, these holidays, they come, they go, you don't feel That's them. That's the worst part. And we just missed half Christmas. I we was just talking missed about it. that at work today about all the holidays we missed, and I caught myself being like 420. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 311. You know, it was like St. Patrick's Day, and then I was like, I can't talk about 311 Day. I can't talk mm-hmm. about 420. Mm-hmm. It's like, Earth Day. Did you guys technically get in 311 Day? It was a very muted celebration. As you can imagine. It was the day the the college basketball tournament got canceled. It was like when all the shit happened was on 311 day. It was like the starting date of life's going. Yeah, that was a rough week. I've been calling it the day the music died. (laughs) Yeah. Suck a dick, big bopper, Richie Valens. Let's move on to whatever the fuck is the next one. It's the second one. Let me, uh, I didn't fill out any notes for this, so I'm going to be... Really? I'm going to free, be free balling. You're going to lean on some background Michael Caine impersonations? <laughs> Probably. Probably. Yes. Let's move on to How Do You Do That? How do you do what you do to me? I'm feeling blue. Wish I knew how you do it to me, but I haven't a clue. <laughs> Kyle, how do you do that? Oh, man. Me? Yes. I can go to Brandon. Otherwise, yeah, it's to, me. Go to Brandon, because sure. uh, I'm still I'm still. Kyle's like, pivoting, so mine. let's move on to Brandon. How did you do that, Brandon? Uh, how did Brody die? I don't get it. You have a heart attack because you're scared of sharks? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so how did he really die? How did he do that? Yeah, no, I mean... Like we said, I think he's definitely upset in heaven at her. <laughs> That's of the just story like, that she's telling This is everybody. what you're telling everyone? Like, I was so afraid I had a heart attack of a shark I killed? That's fucked up. Uh, yeah, no, that's messed up on her part. It, she tells that because she hated him. My how do you do that is, how did... Uh, I had one. and I, I had a lot. All right, Aaron, you get skipped. You get banished to the end of the line. Uh, Kyle, you go next. That's fine. All right. I'd like to go last. My how do you do that? This is an excerpt from I an felt interview. like Kyle didn't have anything to say, so I wanted to take the bullet. And then I felt like I didn't have anything, so like I tried to like work on stand it. Stand strong. Work on like... it, come back. Okay. Um so this is a quote from an interview. It says, Still in my eighth year, I complained to Mum that my, my eighth year fucking cool. Sorry. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I complained to my mom that my wee man was sore. I was hauled off to the doctor and had to stand with my trousers around my ankles while the offending portion of my anatomy was bounced on the end of a pencil. The decision was taken that, for hygiene's sake, I would be circumcised. This is an excerpt from an interview with Roger Moore. How did I confuse him with Michael Caine? I mean, 
I thought Michael Caine was talking about his dick this whole time, but I guess that was James Bond. <laughs> Sounds like he was Rogerless after the fact. I, I Googled. I was like, I don't know what I have. I was like, maybe Michael Caine's been circumcised. So I Googled Michael Caine's circumcision. That was the first article about wow. Roger Moore's dick. <laughs> Hey, uh, they, they took a paring knife to me and they gave it a little snip snip and like here I am yeah my how to do that is how did Thea's death go and his and her family you know like I'm I she's in the movie bi- she's billed as a up-and-coming star that we're all supposed to take note to and then like I I thought afterwards it's like ah I don't think she did anything after this and Kyle informed me that like of course she didn't do anything after this because she couldn't do anything after this because she was murder suicide. She's part of a this. triple homicide. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on. Yeah, to, uh, God. Let's move on to that had to hurt. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think you went early on that one, Aaron. Kyle, that had to hurt. Um, Lorraine says at one point, your brother's death almost killed me. I'll never get over it. That's like 20 minutes into the movie when she first gets to the Bahamas right after the funeral. You haven't let yourself mourn at all. You haven't like sat with the grief for a long period of time. This is like a week after Sean died and she's like, I'll never get over it. Meanwhile, moments later, she's fucking Michael Caine the whole movie. And Brody's up there in heaven. Like he's just, he's looking at Sean, his son, like, Hey, that shark got us, but Look at our whore mother slash your mom. Yeah, she's telling everyone that I was so scared of a shark that I died. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. She's pissing on my grave metaphorically and maybe literally, but we don't see that. No, that's that's Pappas' bad bite. Yeah. I prefer reverse doggy style. Yeah, before they take off to the Bahamas, she's like, there's something I have to do first. Pops (laughs) a squat on Brody's grave and just lets loose. (laughs) Oh, drops trout. Drops trout, yeah, for sure. My favorite position is travel pile. <laughs> what? What? No, no, no. Um, let's move on to... Do you didn't do one. You didn't do one. Is it that had to hurt? Yeah. Uh, let him rack his brain for a second. Mm. Something about Michael Caine. Kyle, Kyle, <laughs> Phil, Kyle, Phil, Kyle, I already Phil. did it. I already did it. My that had to hurt. It had to hurt anybody that was involved in wait, this wait, movie to wait, have your Brandon, name in the credits. Brandon, 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 Brandon. Compose yourself. Wait, did you do yours, Brandon? No. You didn't. Yeah. Yeah, no, Brandon, Brandon this is a professional recording, so, like, hold off for a second. <laughs> Brandon, that had to hurt. It had to hurt to have your name in the credits in this movie. I know it would have hurt me if I had been involved in this movie. My that had to hurt. It is... stinks. <laughs> My that had to hurt has to be Michael Caine doing his perm, being like, "That's too hot." That has to hurt. That hurts my hair. Yeah, that's that's quite all right. Um, my perm's all right. I, I'm gonna it's change nice. mine really quick. It had to hurt uh, Roger Moore to be circumcised as an adult man. <laughs> And then give a very candid interview about it and have people conflate you with Michael Caine. Yeah. <laughs> Who's more popular, though? 
<laughs> I was 007. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Alright, let's move on to who organizes the reunion. It's so nice. I'll go first. Yeah, please. I think. I think Michael. <laughs> Kevin Sorbo or Michael Caine? What are you doing? <laughs> I think Mark McGrath. <laughs> Sugar Gay. I, I think Michael Caine organizes reunion because he's like, we were all in Joe's fall. Let's have a reunion. <laughs> the. <laughs> Brandon, who organizes the reunion? Holy shit. Uh, I'm going to go another shark organizes the reunion. Because, like, there's been there's been four Jaws movies with four unrelated sharks. So, like, who's to say there's not a fifth one to get the gang back together? I'm going with I want to see shark. It. I like your enthusiasm. Yeah. I want to see uh, it. Yeah. Bye. Bye. The left will never understand because they're so full of shit and whatever Kevin Zerbo's agenda is. I fully agree. He's not as liberal as we thought he was. No, no, not at all. God, no. I find a lot of liberals as a whole, they operate on anger. They operate on emotion. They operate in that John Lennon imagined kumbaya world. And mm -hmm. I operate on reality. You can hit them up with facts all you want. And doesn't matter. Facts don't, don't want to make sense to them. You can destroy them with facts, and all they say is you're wrong. Right. Whereas there's, well, Ronald Reagan said, I didn't leave the Democratic Party. It left me, and I totally agree with that. It's yeah. changed drastically. And it's like, um, I think it was, it was Stalin or somebody said, don't worry about America. It'll come our way eventually. When they can find out they can vote for free stuff. So I've always said, where does socialism work? Tell me mm -hmm. one place where it works. So i got to go back to 2008. Um, Election. I was shooting a movie prior to the election. I'm working with a lot of kids under 30 years of age. I don't think anyone should vote until they're 25 anyway. <laughs> they shouldn't be allowed. When you're 18, 19, 20, you don't know anything. Right. You know, the, m most of them don't. And they shouldn't be allowed to vote because they vote only on emotion anyway. Vote when you get your first paycheck. Um, yeah, vote when you're actually paying taxes. I think if you're paying taxes, you're allowed to vote. But I, um, I was on the set, and they said, wouldn't it be cool to have a black president? I said, well, is that what you're voting for? Yeah, then, then people won't think that we're racist. And I said, but that's a racist statement. I said, if I'm voting for McCain, you'd call me a racist if I said I'm voting because he'd be cool to have a white president. Why doesn't it work both ways? That's the weird thing. They, don't want, they, they want to have it their way, and you can't have it. The hypocrisy is just huge. Kyle, oh, no. you're up next. Go. I'm going to keep it brief. Doesn't matter if you're naughty or nice. Next December, he's coming for you. It's Santa Jaws. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> old Shark Nick. <laughs> yep, Old Shark Nick. I knew it. He's uh, He's got a bite out of your, <laughs> your fucking, I don't know. <laughs> your beanbag. What do they? What do they do, Brandon? You're Jewish. Uh, stocking. He's going to bite your <laughs> yeah, stocking off. That's the one. That's the one. All right. Moving on. Let's move on to the Clutch Award. Baby, you are so money and you don't even know it. Kyle? All right, I'm in. Let's Kyle, do it. Do it. <laughs> I got Michael Caine. <laughs> he gets my Clutch Award. Uh, I'm not. I'm going to take everything outside of the screen and what we see in the movie, his character. I'm not giving it to Hoagie. I'm giving it to Michael Caine because Michael Caine said this about the movie. He said, I've never seen the film but by all counts, it is terrible. However, I have seen the house it's built. It's terrific. <laughs> <laughs> and then Michael Caine, <laughs> 
wasn't able to collect his Academy Award he won because he was shooting this movie in the Bahamas. So, like, he was so dedicated to this film that he didn't get his Academy Award, but he did build a house with the money it brought him. He so. is such a baller. Good for him for just being a badass yeah, off screen. No, he's the best. <laughs> he's the best. Uh, Brandon, clutch award. I'm also going to have to give my clutch award to Michael Caine. <laughs> Uh, he got <laughs> circumcised just for this movie. That's insane. You know, like very much in line of like Rudger Hauer deciding to be blind to play a blind man in Blind Fury. Uh, you know, Michael Caine checked in with the director. He said, "Is this is this guy's character hoagie? Is he circumcised?" <laughs> director you said yes. He- and so he and Roger Moore got a discount two for one <laughs> circumcision. At the uh, at the local Bahama Bahamian doctor, do you know? What he, do you know what he told the doctor when he went? He said when he went in, this used to be the said, size of a tangerine. <laughs> no, Michael Caine told the doctor when he went in for surgery. He said, "Just take a tip off the cane. <laughs> just take a just take a tip off the old cane." <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be the episode that, like, no one likes. This is like, these guys were just fucked up doing Michael Caine circumcision jokes for an hour straight. Jesus Christ. My my clutch word, because he is dead for finishing the job. <laughs> oh, I don't want to be anywhere other than what I'm in. Oh man, you couldn't hear it, Brandon. But what he said was, "I give my clutch award to Thea's dad for finishing the job." Oh so. Jesus Christ! <laughs> but he was fighting through laughter, and oh, I was laughing also. We're going to hell. We are. Uh, nope. Fast what? track to hell. Let's move on to quotes. <laughs> Will you stop farting around, Michael? What the hell are you doing down there? Jake, stop busting my chops. Oh, man. My quote. Why doesn't somebody do anything about this? (laughs) She stupid bitch. Do something or don't say anything. Yeah. So that's it. Mommy. <laughs> what? So Michael. Mommy? Oh, oh, God. Michael says to his friend on the boat, do me a favor. Don't say anything about this to my mom. And then later on, Michael dances with his mom and he says, and his mother says, show your mother what a good dancer you are. <laughs> and I like those quotes because it's a weird mom fetish thing going on in this movie. Michael Caine also tells Lorraine in that scene right before Michael cuts in, he says, the world would be a better place if more more sons dance with their mothers. Yeah. <laughs> like, like There's so much weird mom stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. Like if that was a formula for a better life, 
like, hey, sons, dance with your moms. <laughs> like, that's how we cure the evils. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, uh, he's not wrong. No. Devin, quotes. <laughs> uh, the only one I remember is uh, when he's talking boring as shit stuff about how he's uh, in the Caribbean just like wishing they had more money to actually do the study properly. You know, the bottom line is we've got three months left of work and no money left to support it. Spent it all on beer. Bahamian Fisheries Department is not exactly Fort Knox, my friend. But the other Office of Naval Research, they've got some money. That's a good line. All right, I've got two quotes. Um, this is Jake talking to Michael on the boat. He says, Office of Naval Research, they've got some money. Michael says, no, forget it. Jake says, money's money. And then Michael says, they put bombs on dolphins. (laughs) (laughs) I just see it as like a bunch of guys in like lab coats and glasses and they just like send the dolphin out, (laughs) detonate it. And they all just look down at their legal pads and start taking yeah, notes. They've got so many notes. <laughs> My second and last quote is Michael Caine talking to Lorraine in the same scene, Brandon, mm-hmm. right before they dance. He says, would you risk a dance with me, madam? And she says, you'll be sorry. And he says, so will you. I have two right feet. And she says, that's good because I have two left feet. And he says, well, that's just sad. And I was like... Did he just say that that was sad after playing off on that joke? But then I put the subtitles on and he said, well, that's a set. <laughs> right. Would you risk a dance with me, madam? It would be sorry. So will you. I have two right feet. But that's good because I have two left. Well, that's a set. Like, you have two right feet. I have two left feet. That's a set. But it sounded like he said, well, that's just sad. That's for sure how she heard it and played off of it. He goes, I've got two right feet, and she's got two left feet. And he's like, that is disgusting. Yeah, that's you just sad. You crazy freak. You dumb bitch. <laughs> anyway, I like that one. That's good. That's good. Cheerio. I'm famous British actor slash octogenarian sex icon Michael Caine. Here to introduce a lovely new product in tandem with the Five Guys Flicking Around podcast. You know, a bird I was messing around with told me she had just finished fucking Hercules, and he said he loved the podcast. So naturally, I reached out as anything the great Kevin Sorbo endorses, I do as well. Anyway, this is an application for your phones or laptops that sounds a lot like my name, Michael Kane, called My Cocaine. Funny story, when I was in Brussels shooting a picture, this bird was a real how's your Roger Moore type of broad and she was constantly filling up my jacket pocket to look for a baggie. I told her of course I have some cocaine, but probably not enough to share. She said not to worry because she had the My Cocaine app. I said there's no application with me name on it. She said no, no, My Cocaine and did a gesture towards her nostrils and that's when I realized she was saying my cocaine and not Michael Kane. I pulled out a baggie and she scanned it with her phone. The application said two's fine but three's a crowd and that's when I knew we could split that baggie of cocaine and I'd be right as rain to film going in style the next morning. So download the My Cocaine app today and make sure that your baggie of drugs isn't the size of a tangerine if you're thinking about sharing My Cocaine. Let's move on. Let's move on to... <laughs> 
What takes me out? Who cares about the rest of this? <laughs> takes me out of the movie is tiffany being into sean <laughs> jesus you will die on that cross <laughs> i hated sean <laughs> i sp- hoped he died you only spent six minutes with him yeah and it was the worst six minutes of my life i hated it Devin, like, what takes you out of the movie uh again i'm gonna have to go with the fact that uh this woman thinks that a great white shark is following her family I'm going to disagree with you. What took you out of the movie was Christmas. <laughs> That's also fair. Let's move on to McMulligans. Uh, so I actually, I'd like to pose this McMulligan and then have both of you spend three minutes on it. Yeah, if let's, you're let's open do it. to it. I don't know if I can do that. Okay. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it anyway and present it. So the original Jaws had the best monologue of all time, and I don't know what it would sound like, and I certainly can't do the voice, but give me a Michael fucking Kane monologue in this movie about either women or losing money at the craps table or a shark, because I want to hear it. Aaron, you want to go first? Sure. Well, you can take a minute. I'm just saying, like, I didn't want to put you on the spot, but, like, I do want to hear both of your interpretations. I've had had a little bit of bad luck with sharks, and uh, they're taking quite a bit of limbs from me. And uh, it's fine, because, like, the limbs I have, I've been blessed with, and, like, they're taking it as a lucky stroke of luck with my gambling expenditures. And that's been quite a bit of fortuitous... Uh, financing there, and I've made a quite a bit of capital there, and that's been quite a bit <laughs> so of fun. So this is like a super light rambling monologue. <laughs> it's so appropriate for this movie. <laughs> like, just, what are you, you know, talking about, Michael Caine? <laughs> it's, uh, it's a limb here, there, and you know, toss it up, and then uh, scramble it up, and that's fine. <laughs> Want a bit of capital and reinvest it and make a bit, you know, uh, some stocks, and that's it, and... Uh, Investing boils down to three fucking simple. All right, Michael, we're gonna have to cut you off. Here. It's the turn, the trick, the monologue. and the prestige. <laughs> the monologue is the monologue's done. Thank you. Peace out, my <laughs> hobbies. I love y'all. <laughs> my hobbies. Okay. All right, Brandon, you're up. I was in Burma, <laughs> and when I was down there, I was talking to the tribal leaders, trying to bribe them with precious stones. I walked down to the the, the river. And I saw a shark the size of a tangerine. <laughs> and I know what you're thinking. That's not that big. It's, you know, tangerine. That's, you know, if I, if I talk about Pollard, he's probably got two or three tangerines down in his pants. But no, this was a shark the size of a tangerine. And what's scary about a shark the size of a tangerine is that you don't see it coming. You never see the tangerine shark coming. And so I decided to kill all those Burmese. <laughs> And I did, I did. And then I saw this shark again, the size of a tangerine. And then that's when I realized it was just a normal tangerine. I'd been carrying it for three days. I'd been running from it, and it had been following me. And that's when I realized it wasn't a tangerine at all. It was my foreskin. <laughs> 
Wow. I mean, scene. That had to hurt. Honestly, Brandon, (laughs) that's your magnum opus. That is your best scene I saw for you. (laughs) That was incredible. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for sharing it. Thank you for putting yourself out there. Um, I, I just, I can't thank you enough. And uh, thank you, Aaron, as well. That's my McSullivan. Kyle's standing up and pointing to his boner. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Pointing to his boner with his boner. I want to look like Michael Caine. (laughs) And I I got too much down there. (laughs) Oh, as you know, Michael Caine can't get erect. (laughs) Not proper. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on to SOS. Send in a SOS. Spinoff, origin or sequel. Brandon, SOS. SOS. So uh, a couple different places we could take this. So I'd like to see a spinoff where Sean, from the beginning of the movie, pursues his new passion, which is surfing. The movie has strong, overt Christian overtones, and it's called Street Sharks. Oh, that's all I got. Sharks on the street, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah, street sharks. So this it's maybe it's like a sequel. The shark gets blown up, but they take the like one of the experiments they were doing it with it was like harvesting its DNA because having only one arm actually improves the aerodynamics of the surfboard. Maybe one of them is voiced by Vin Diesel, and uh, they become street sharks. Vin Diesel, I like that. Yeah. Have you guys seen the uh, the Vin Diesel street sharks commercial? Tell you, I want to show you something up close and personal. I've got something here with such fantastic detail, it's going to blow you away. Head shark! I'm going to chase! Rocky Balboa action! No, no but oh, Brandon, have you, seen, have you seen Vin Diesel singing karaoke by himself? I have no idea what he would sing. It's uh, mostly Rihanna. Rihanna, "Stay" by Rihanna. It's Vin Diesel singing "Stay" by Rihanna by himself in his cavernous home, solo. It's it's worth looking up. Yeah, <laughs> only if you look up the Vin Diesel Street Sharks commercial. I've seen that. I've one. seen it's that pretty one. Pretty yeah. I just yeah, I asked if you guys saw it, and you said no. Well, you know, talk louder. Jesus. No, we've seen that. Have you seen him singing karaoke by himself? No, I, I don't want to. It's sad and beautiful. Okay. Aaron, right. SOS. No, okay. I want to see this as a squeak wool. Instead of a shark, we get giant chipmunks and they eat everyone. That's cool. That yeah. is cool. Spin off. <laughs> Origin or nice. squeak wool. <laughs> yeah, let's do it, dude. Why not? Hell yeah. Yeah, Devin. Spinoff, origin, or sequel? Uh, again, I'm, I'm going to have to go with the shark. It just wants to bring everyone back together so it can have a Spinoff, origin, to... or sequel, you dumb bitch. 
Wait, but doesn't the R in Ross stand for reunion? Genre swap? Or genre swap? Or genre Let's swap. Let's move on to genre swap. Or genre swap. Yeah, why not? All right, I'll tell you what you do. Pull the old switcheroo! Yeah, Devin, uh, what's your genre swap? Maybe some sharks and lasers and space? Attached to their freaking heads? <laughs> Sounds like you're talking space sharks, and I like and it. And Austin Powers. Yeah. No, that's like a sci-fi one, and it's no wonder Brandon fell in love with you. What can I say? Brandon, you're a big genre swapping no, guy. Dude, I love genres. They're like my favorite thing to swap with. You know what I mean? Oh, so oh, yeah. uh, I'm going to do this movie as a dating show. Uh, Fuck yeah. For Lorraine. Uh, ten eligible octogenarian bachelors vie for her affections on a beautiful island resort in the Bahamas. And uh, whoever wins gets eaten by the shark. So, uh, Ooh, interesting. Yeah, so you kind of want to lose. Well, you kind of want to lose, but also you don't want to lose because, like, who wants to lose? Well, it's interesting because if you lose, they're taking a bit of skin, kind of like how the doctors <laughs> did to Roger Moore. <laughs> yeah. My genre swap is a Western genre swap. Ooh. And I think it's the plot of the whole movie, but we never see the shark, and it's just alluded to as the shark. And it's like, a, it's a very Western, like the sharks come in, and like, we're worried about the shark, and we're hunting the shark. You never see the shark until the end, and you finally see the shark, and it's just this little guy with guns. <laughs> it's like a little super unintimidating, like, I have guns, I'm the shark. <laughs> Like a critic and the little like uh, it stinks. Yeah, I've got <laughs> guns. I'm the shark. Yeah, it's it's very underwhelming and funny and like the whole movie you've been led up to be like, who's the shark? Like this guy sounds. I tough. feel like you guys could do a crossover, Brandon. Yeah, with your Michael Caine one. Kane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's some a tiny people, shark. some people tell me that my movies stink. It stinks. Stink. Well, all right, all right. Everyone's entitled to their opinions now. <laughs> Not everyone. Oh, Not. that's great. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. Now we're going to turn our attentions to ex-local fanboy Michael Hillary for Magic Mike's Main Minute. Hey, Michael, you're on with the five guys flicking around crew. How you doing, buddy? Good. Happy to hear that. I, uh... You know, after talking with you last week, I mentioned that someone tried to steal my cell phone at the beach and your advice to uh, put the valuables, my phone, my keys, my wallet in a diaper and wrap that up and leave it on the towel so that other people wouldn't pick it up. I mean, it was brilliant. And uh, when we went to the beach this last week and no one tried to snag it. So uh, thanks, man. I was I was worried I did it wrong. You did everything exactly the way I taught you. It's more than admirable. It's heroic. I don't know if heroic's the right word. I just put my stuff in a diaper so it wouldn't get stolen. You learned every lesson I had to teach, except the one that matters most. Oh shit, this is this is cool. I'm excited to learn more. Also, you're doing like this really ominous thing with your voice, but I kind of like it. You didn't win. Didn't finish me off. What are you talking about? Oh, I'm still standing here in the best job there is because I can do what I want, when I want, how I want. Oh, I am bad, bad Leroy Brown. Baddest man in the whole damn town. Just wait a you second. You breached my threshold and threatened me. Threatened my wife, the mother of my children. 
Mike, I would never threaten your wife or children. How could you think there's a universe where you would survive that? Look, Mike, I don't know what you're talking about. You are many things. A man, a boy, a lawyer, a fighter. I met best maybe one of those things. A student of the dark side of humanity and a lover of jurisprudence. But there's one thing you're certainly not. A lawyer? An assistant United States attorney for the Southern District of New York. Okay, so I was pretty close. You just got really specific there. Drop your credentials at the guard's desk and get the fuck out of here! Alright, well, thanks again for that diaper trick. It worked well at the beach. Let's move on to Blu-ray Price. I know we all love this movie so much. You know? I really oh, yeah. do. I Brandon. really do. Oh, all right. Uh, $22. <laughs> I'm going $22. That's how much you'd have to pay me to ever watch this ever again. <laughs> I knew there was a twist. Yeah, that's I knew it. it. Dude, Stephen King, you know there's always a twist coming. If, <laughs> if you had said 22 cents, I would have thought, <laughs> no, nah, he's fucking with me. Devin, what's your Blu-ray price for Jaws for the Revenge? Uh... A penny? What a what just an overpay. A penny for just for the revenge. <laughs> Would you really pay a penny though if someone knocked on your door and was I'd like, pay two got bits. a copy of Jaws the Revenge on Blu-ray. I'm only selling it for a penny. <laughs> would you really do it? I feel like no, you wouldn't. I really <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wouldn't. The door would close so quickly in this person's face. Yeah. I don't think I'd be rude. I would just be like, I honestly don't want trash that I'm just going to throw away. Yeah. I feel like if they were like, oh, it's for our fundraiser. like You wouldn't open the door, first of all. <laughs> Through the door, you'd be like, what do you want? And they said, I'm selling a copy of the Blu-ray copy of Joss for the Revenge. It's only a penny. <laughs> you would it's, definitely say, no, thanks. It's going to a good cause. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We had a warehouse either... in China with a million copies, <laughs> and we think it's a fair price. You know, you would either you would either say no thanks, or after answering them and talking to them, you would just go quiet and pretend that you weren't home <laughs> after that. Kyle, you love this franchise. Blu-ray price. Uh, just like the Rotten Tomatoes score, this is getting a Jeff Fahey Award, zero dollars. Uh, like Brandon, you'd have to pay me at least six fifty to watch it again, probably. Not seven, but also not six. If this hypothetical person was like, here's six dollars, sit down and watch Jaws the Revenge, you would say, No way. And then he says, Yeah, how about fifty more cents? You're like, Hell yeah, let's do it. Yeah, because you know what fifty cents is, right? No. That's a circumcised Roger Moore dick right there, you know? You don't get the whole thing, you just get enough. And, uh, and I, I want to see, see it. it. <laughs> I hate this movie. We're almost done. Let's move on to... You didn't give your price. You just said I hate it. Oh, yeah. What's your price? <laughs> it counts. <laughs> um, my price is... What did Brandon say? I said you have to pay me $22 to see this movie again. You have to pay me $23. <laughs> to see yeah, well, I'm 54 movie. steps ahead of you. You have to pay me $24 to see this movie. Yeah. I don't like this movie. I like it a little like bit Like Aaron, than Aaron, does. you're actually you're going the wrong way here. If a man came up to you and Brandon and was like, I'm desperate for someone to watch Jaws the Revenge, <laughs> and Brandon's like, I'll watch it for 22 
You would actually say 21. You'd be like, I would like uh, the money. <laughs> Kyle's, Kyle's right. <laughs> I'd, I'd go with 21. So I'll go with $21. There you go. Just, You're usually going the other way. Brandon and get the $21. Yes. Wait, this isn't yes. a contest. It is, though. So you have to. So if it's such a bad movie that you'd have to pay me to see it, if you and I both have to get paid to see this movie, whoever has the lowest price gets the money. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. They're, you're buying it. And the other person They're gets nothing. They're buying your eyes. Oh, God. Brandon, I win. All Just right, like all that right. doctor bought Roger Moore's foreskin, which is why he circumcised him. <laughs> It wasn't a medical necessity. It was just I want to purchase your foreskin. It was. Can you imagine the thrill of owning James Bond, James Bond's dick skin? Let's let's. Speaking of dick skin, let's move on to McSullivan. Let's get Devin, before you go, does this movie work as a McSullivan vehicle? Um, yes. Yeah. Good answer. Great answer. (laughs) I think McSullivan's the shark. Oh, interesting. Very very apt, yes. Yeah. I gotta delete mine now. (laughs) I gotta delete mine. (laughs) We all went with McSullivan's shark. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of... And uh, the family is cocaine, and he's going to eat all of it. He's getting his revenge on the cocaine that wasn't there. He's got a good. ravenous appetite for cocaine. Yeah. Name one uh, foe of McSullivan. Uh, They're so far in the podcast. Lafayette. You're close, close, though. Yeah. Gnome uh, Delaphine. Gnome Delaphine. Gnome Delaphine, that's right. There's also Hooch, Hooch Malloy. Hooch Malloy is the, the cop that he hates. Hooch Malloy, we haven't decided. He's going to be an interesting, like, you don't know how to feel about Hooch Malloy. Yeah. But maybe he's a dog. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true. We yeah. <laughs> when they clean this up, when the studios clean this up, and it's like, okay, we made some changes. Hooch Malloy's a dog now, and <laughs> Gloria's a, a Latina lady. And like, oh, you guys butchered our movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the worst offense is the egg salad sandwiches turned into chicken salad sandwiches. Yeah, like they, it's like for, no, we walk. I'm they did sorry. like they did like a focus group, and it's like egg salad does not test well. <laughs> In one of the McSullivan's I did, Devin, I gave uh, McSullivan's dog a name. If you know the dog's name, you get a million now. dollars. <laughs> uh, cocaine. Nope, beignet. Beignet. Close. <laughs> Uh, but I would assume that McSullivan's dog has just a huge dong. Is that canon? He's definitely not fixed. We, we yeah. didn't, I didn't go into that, but you're right. You're right. You understand McSullivan a lot more than Jana. Well, McSullivan's dog is has impregnated all the local dogs on McSullivan's block. Yeah. You know, yeah like but he's, refuses he's... to acknowledge any of them. Right. right, right. Like, the owners are like, the owners are very aware and they constantly <laughs> pester McSullivan about like, hey, we have this litter of puppies. Like, what are you going to do about it? And he's like, like, if you're not going to pay for our puppies, at least please neuter your dog so he doesn't keep wreaking havoc. And when, and when they knock on his door, he says, he pulls out his badge and his gun. He says, freeze, you're under arrest. And like, they don't know what to do there. <laughs> 
classic. He says uh, something along the lines of, if you're going to come for my dog's balls, I'm coming for yours. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. This is good stuff. Good smut. Yeah. Brandon, does this movie work as a McSullivan vehicle? You bet it does. So if you remember from River Wild, Pops had McSullivan at gunpoint and he was about to take him down. Holy shit, you're continuing the trilogy oh, where yeah. it's Pops versus McSullivan. Oh, you know it, you know it. This is the <laughs> second entry in Pops versus, versus McSullivan. Yes. So if you remember from there, Pops has his gun pointed at McSullivan. He says, you took everything from me, Mac. Now mm-hmm. I'm taking you in. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, Mac realizes they're next to the water, and McSullivan has a psychic connection with the sharks that are in the water. He uses his psychic connection to bring one of the sharks out, and it jumps and devours uh pops right away in one bite pops is dead uh mcsullivan's free to to move on and and live his life he decides to move down to the bahamas but this shark is pissed because he owes mcsullivan owes him money uh so he's shark yeah the the mcsullivan owes the shark money for taking care of his (laughs) little problem i love this keep going so the uh the shark pursues him down to the bahamas uh, McSullivan decides to change his change his appearance, change his identity, so the shark can't find him. Uh, goes to the local Bohemian um, surgeon, gets the uh, circumcision he's badly needed for a long time, so he can appear like a eighty uh, year old Michael Caine. He looks I'm, in the mirror. I'm a bit older than you. Yeah, no. He thought. he looks into the mirror. He does his best Michael Caine impression. He goes, "I'm Michael Caine. I'm Michael Caine." <laughs> Yes. I'm a cocaine. This gets McSullivan so stoked on doing cocaine that he forgets about the whole Michael Caine uh, scam <laughs> to steal his steal his identity and become Michael Caine in the Bahamas that he just goes out, uh, spends the remaining money that he was going to pay the shark to just get him out of his life uh, on cocaine and is just high as a kite in the Bahamas for uh, basically the rest of his life. And that's how it ends. Or does it? Or does it? He's got a pair of tiny scissors, like trying to circumcise himself. <laughs> <laughs> that was great, and um, I liked where he was on the beach and contemplating For all things. You boses at home, try saying "I'm my cocaine" real <laughs> fast in your best British Cockney accent. Accent, yeah. um, and then you go. You know why they call it a Cockney accent? They're hung well. Cocks go down to their knees. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, does this movie work as a McSullivan vehicle? It does. Uh, McSullivan is excited for Nola's annual egg salad sandwich competition. Yes. Excited because he loves egg salad, but also because he loves the beach. And the sand in sandwich is a play on words as it takes place on the shore of New Orleans' famous Shell Beach, just outside of Delacroix. The egg salad sandwich competition is not so much about whose egg salad tastes the best, though McSullivan agrees they all are delicious, and more about who can eat the most in one sitting. Despite his love for egg salads, (laughs) McSullivan has never won the contest because Hooch Malloy's partner has quite the gullet and has earned the nickname around the competition, Jaws. Oh, shit. Mac... (laughs) Mac is determined. <laughs> Mac is determined to win this year, and he has Pops drive him out to the Bayou Gouch to see Pops's mother named Snap. 
As we know from McSullivan lore, she practices voodoo, and she and Mac have quite the history. At first, she doesn't want to help McSullivan, but agrees once her son Pops begs her to help. <laughs> just like seeing a baby. It's just like, what are you going to name him? Pops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Her name is Snap, and the dad's name of Pops is Crackle. Perfect. So this Snap, is my child, Crackle, and Pops. Pops. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you see, Pops is spending, <laughs> has been spending his time volunteering at the local Marine Biology Institute since his own son has been fascinated by sea creatures and was thinking of pursuing the field. McSullivan gave Pops a baggie of what Mac thought was fish food, which he keeps on hand for when he has to turn an egg salad sandwich into a tuna sandwich. <laughs> when McSullivan realizes he actually gave Pops rat poison, which McSullivan uses to keep the alley cats at bay from eating his egg salad and tuna salad sandwiches he leaves on the windowsill to heat up, Mac gets worried. But rather than stop Pops, McSullivan installs cameras at the Marine Biology Institute. Pops takes his son around all day, sprinkling what he thought was fish food into the tanks. And by the end of the day, the Institute is closed as all the animals have suddenly died. McSullivan shows the video footage to Pops and tells him Pops will go away so long they'll have discovered a new fish for your son to fuck. <laughs> if Pops doesn't do what McSullivan tells him to, Pops tells his mom Snap to help McSullivan. Snap spends... <laughs> Snap is Pops' mom. <laughs> Snap, sp <laughs> Snap spends all day conjuring up a spell to make Jaw's mouth fail at the competition. McSullivan drives to Shell Beach, ready to win his first ever egg salad sandwich competition with his best friend Pops by his side cheering him on. When the competition starts, McSullivan goes fast, but sees Jaws is clearly outpacing him. McSullivan looks at Pops and reaches into his jacket, shows him the tape of Pops poisoning the Marine Institute. Pops understands what he has to do. Pops runs into the ocean and grabs a stingray. He throws a stingray at Jaws and it stings him in the throat. Jaws starts convulsing and the wound is so deep that blood exits his throat in front of the crowd of onlookers. The blood is spilling onto Mac's egg salad sandwiches, but Mac keeps throwing him back. Everyone else has stopped eating and EMTs are rushing the scene. The egg salad sandwich contest ends with no winner and McSullivan spends the rest of his life petitioning to change the results with the copious amounts of evidence he presents and going each year on the anniversary to piss on Jaws's grave who died from the stingray. <laughs> the end. Jesus Christ. Holy shit. Ugh. I mean, it was long, but it also... No, it all made sense, though. A little, a little color on Kyle's submission. <laughs> he mentioned several times, like, this is my longest McSullivan ever. I don't know how this will play out. This is my longest McSullivan ever. He said uh... it several times. It was very long. No, it was. It was, was, it was it paid off. Okay, all right. It Thank paid you. off like the Thank shark attack at the end paid off because we hadn't seen the shark prior to the end of the movie. Yeah. The shark attack is back, Jack. Yes. <laughs> and uh, if you like this episode, thank you. We will be back to do the rest of Fords of July, which are 
Batman and Robin. This one's a tough one because we didn't phone it in because we all prepared. Uh, but yeah, we didn't. No, totally. We also didn't prepare and we also phoned it in. And it's a tough dichotomy here. No, it's more like, hey, if you listen to the end of this one, because I know how I'm going to edit it, it's going to be egregiously long. Yes. It's going to be egregiously inside jokey. There is not much here for anyone who actually like if one person out there loves Jaws of Revenge, they're going to be severely disappointed with this podcast. Right. It's yep. going to be mostly but Michael Caine. <laughs> that's no one that listens and everyone else doesn't give a shit. <laughs> and uh, before we wrap things up, uh, Devin, you got anything else? Honestly, the I don't even know what her name is. The mom. Lorraine? Uh, Lorraine. You were sleeping through that plot rundown. Can you just refresh me real quick then? No, Devin, did you pay attention at all during the plot rundown? No, I think what happened is uh, we invited her to record the podcast, and much like her first watch of this movie, mm. she was kind of in and out, kind of not giving a shit. And, uh, That's not okay on this podcast. It's not okay. We will not have you back, and uh, you do not get to Pasco and collect $200. I wouldn't expect anything uh, less from the 5GFA uh, podcast in terms of how it treats its token women. I mean, I, I get that you guys are just trying to cover your asses, and I'm I'm happy to give you that front to your audience that come on that. Episode. Token? Devin, there you're, the second, two now. you're the second women that's been on the podcast. <laughs> we are trying to expand and include other people, and you're kind of making us not want to. Mm-hmm. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and on that note, uh, I'll say adieu. And- Great. Um... We want to thank Devin for uh, joining the podcast today. Uh, you know, we don't do too many lady uh, guests on the pod. And there's a reason Just, for that. Yeah, we're a, we're a male-driven, dominant, alpha male. Enterprise. <laughs> yeah. We just do dudes who fucking understand dudes. That's our genre. Uh, yeah, That's exactly. our audience. That's our genre yeah. swap. <laughs> but uh, Devin, you did great today. And... Uh, and if you want to thank me for accompanying you, go ahead right now. You better shut up before I give you a warm one. Well, I don't appreciate that, but okay. No, and Kyle, thank- you got anything? Yeah, I just wanted to say thanks, Roger Moore, for being so bold as to late in life trim it off a bit. I feel like whatever you took off, that's where I'm standing right now, and I appreciate your <laughs> contribution to my confidence. So thank you, Roger Moore and Michael Caine. Bye. (laughs) Look what I have created. I have made fire. I have made fire. I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. Keep the talent happy. You just killed a helicopter with a car. Alright, boys, prepare to be dazzled. Break yourself, fool. Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? It's important that we get together on this thing. If you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing. I could just glue it. You sandbagging son of a bitch. Y'all ready to bust some ass? Lick a license. Lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. I am an FBI agent. You look like a blueberry. I don't give a damn what you think you're entitled to. You know who I am. You that silly ass reporter from the Channel 5 News, ain't you? I'm Mo Green. What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go, I'm bored, let's go. 
We Why? should have we should have had her be like, that's about as funny as my fart. <laughs> <laughs> like that's her catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> Man, missed opportunity. <laughs> Corona was gonna weed out all the rapists and not the, like that kind of like rapist serial killers, that kind of thing. No midgets, no slow people. Absolutely. Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, yuck. Filthy bitch. Despite Devin's diatribe, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is the best shark Christmas movie ever made, maybe. That's true. Bozos. You fucking bozos. <laughs> At Lisa Gregory. Goddamn hypocrite. Sweet. We're doing the big pee pee thing. Who's who's married to who? Yeah. Sounds like everyone was fucking on set. Oh filthy. god. If Brandon dies first, he can actually practice ghost law as a ghost. I wanted to press pause, throw on a Sopranos episode. Uh because Lenny Kravitz is a weak bitch and we could beat the shit out of him. Yes. Boom. Yeah, he fucks too. And then I said, that's a nice ski mask you're wearing. <laughs> Let's pretend this is Buckingham Palace. You'll be Princess hey, Die. Pretend this is Buckingham Palace. Wait, wait, wait. Palace. Let me do it. Let me do it. Shut up. Ha 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 ha. Hey! What is he I can't yeah, do a Michael Caine impression. Did I tell you the one about me and the three nuns? If we're choosing this point to talk about how bizarre Michael Caine is, it's such a middle-aged age. He could pass for 64 or 39. And There's like, no way he could pass for 39. What are you talking about? Being an old sleazy guy makes me a sex magnet. That's fine by me. Wires. Yeah. Copper wires. Yeah. Basically turning it into mashed potato. It would have been so much easier to make fun of Jake a couple of months ago. And now we're all on tiptoes. <laughs> That's my favorite Gary Oldman movie. The <laughs> role of a lifetime. <laughs> and he's mining that event for comedy. Mining Mulligan. I would have liked to uh, see in theater. Yeah, I was going to say, Aaron, I can like barely hear you for the last like 30 minutes. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah, can you hear me now? Just want to get another look at you. I just want to take another look at you. I oh, got, that was good, Brandon. I'm going to use that. I got a lot of uh, Thea on the, <laughs> on the initial watch. I was just like, pay attention to Thea because like, she got billed last. And it was like introducing Thea. And I was like, cool. I don't, I don't do it well. This break uh, belongs to Mr. Keller. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, I was just going to say that was abandoned high school. That I did not care for. It's actually under a voodoo curse laid by a new character named Papa Jacques, who is a Haitian witch doctor. Oh. Hey, paper. Hey, Newport? Yep. Yeah, no, no, no. It'll be fun. It'll be fun project. So I think this works as an accelerant vehicle where the shark is Ben Gazzara. And uh, that's the end of it. I don't care. I've, I've done better at McSullivan's over the last few months. I don't know. <laughs> I like this one. Best. It's Ben Gazzara. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, he's a shark. Yeah. Uh. Brandon, you know, <laughs> I know you don't. You and Kevin James, you guys butt heads. Yeah. The fact of the matter is you don't get him and the world does. Jesus Christ. Okay. Because you got cocks in your dick hole, dick. Oh my gosh, Devin Brandon, you'll love this. So Aaron made a photo of the Bimpsons, and it's on ADW Nation. You can see it right now. 
Um, but it's basically the cloud image of the Simpsons, but he put a B instead of the S, so it says Bimpsons. And then the next photo is them sitting on the couch, but he's like superimposed Bimpsons features in his face onto them, and they're they're yellow still. They're not Bimpson pink. But that being said, the creator of Bimpson, his name's Dylan something, uh, he liked the photo on Instagram. So Aaron and I reached out to him on the podcast him. account, and I said... Hey, we're these guys. Like, we'd love to have you on the pod. We'd love to do like a phone interview and air it. We want to talk all things Bimson. Yeah. yeah. So stay tuned. <laughs>